All right, everybody, we have a huge episode of the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show lined up today, so I'm going to make this introduction as quick as possible. First of all, I want to make sure to tell you that if you're the kind of person who turns the episode off immediately after the interview is over, uh, don't do that this week. Stick around because we have some news, some housekeeping I want to get through. Also, want to mention that this episode is brought to you by Audible.com, the world's leading provider of spoken word entertainment with over 150,000 books in every genre imaginable. Audible is offering listeners of this podcast, that is you, a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash Jeff Rubin. Something you might want to consider using your free audiobook download on is one of the works of Bruce Coville. Bruce Coville was one of my favorite authors growing up. Um, you'll hear me talk about him in a bit with my mom. Oh, that's so exciting. And he wrote, uh, like, kids sci-fi horror fantasy. Um, some of my favorite books growing up, and I just looked... And tons of them are on Audible. You got Jeremy Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher. You got The Monster's Ring. Some of my all-time favorites. I haven't read them in a while. I am considering revisiting them now that it is so easy and free. I can just go to audiblepodcast.com slash Jeff Rubin, get a free audiobook download. Boom, I'm listening to it. It's that easy. All right, here is episode 100. Welcome to a very, very special Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show. It is episode 100, and I have, I believe, the best guest I've ever had on this show. I've been saving it for episode 100. Now she is here. Please, a big Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show round of applause for my mom. Mom, welcome to the show, Mom. Thanks, Jeff. It's good to be here. So... What do you want to talk about? Uh, mom, like, uh, I don't know. What do you, people probably want to know, what do you, what do you do? What's up with mom? What, what did you do, I guess is the better question. Mom's freezing. She is shrugging. <laughs> it's going to be a long interview. Uh, let me help you out, mom. What yeah. do, you recently retired a few years I ago. I retired about seven years ago from 35 years teaching fourth grade. And you taught in, in Newark. Newark, New, New Jersey, Jersey. Which, for those that don't know... Is not necessarily the nicest city in America, Newark, New Jersey. And so you taught there for 35 years. You taught read. You taught fourth graders. Fourth graders, and I was a technology coordinator the last eight years. What does a technology coordinator do? I ran the computer lab. Which is kind of funny, right? I assigned research projects and helped uh, children learn how to make presentations without pencil and paper. Let me ask you, Mom, uh, what kind of teacher... And I don't know. I'm not sure if I, what kind of teacher would you say you were? Because my perception, and this is maybe because uh, you're my mom, but I always thought you, you always seemed like a very tough teacher. Would you say that's true? I was a very tough teacher. I, sometimes they called me the Marine Drill Sergeant. I, had, I made the children sit and learn, and I would follow up on everything. And my day didn't end at 3 o'clock. Which is weird, because I hope you don't mind me saying it, because I know... You kind of hated it, right? I mean, you hated it like it's like people hate their jobs. Like you didn't hate it, but like, you know, it. it was I your got, job and you were anxious to retire. I was, no, I was very frustrated at the end because, you know, I wanted to push the children. I wanted them to learn to achieve. And some of them came to school with an attitude like they didn't care. Sure. And uh, that was only at the end, though. It wasn't like. No, the, no. At, that was at the end. But you seemed, it's interesting to hear you like talk about, uh, you know, how you stay on top of them and all that. Which I know, I know, I know that strategy of yours well. 
Um, but because I don't know, it just it seemed like you know it was frustrating for you, and you you didn't like it that much. So it's interesting that you. Uh, I you also, still had to stay on top of the kids. I also didn't like the bureaucracy at the end, the paperwork yeah, and that. everything that Newark they required. Newark has a lot of union issues, yeah. which is also something you got into was the union. As I remember it, like yes. the last few years, there were more about the union than teaching, right? Well, I was very active in the union. The union was very important to me. I'm very pro-union. And Newark is like a flashpoint for like union teacher stuff, right? Well, Newark teachers are not members of the NJEA. We're members of the AFT, which I, I thought was they, a very, like. that's the American Federation of Teachers. And I thought that was a much better active union. Did you ever watch that movie um, about the teachers union waiting for Superman, I think it was? No. It was it was anti-union, I think. I think like you, I, I get the impression I you might not have liked it. I didn't teaching. see it either. You know what? I don't think I ever saw it. I, don't, I think it was not what you were about as a teacher. Let me ask you this. There's going to be a lot of Jeff questions in here, I guess. Like, do you think you being a teacher affected me at all? Let me tell you how I think yes. it did it. Well, well, you I, go first. No, you go first. You go, you're the guest. No. You're the guest. I wanted to make sure that you achieved and you uh, got the skills necessary to go ahead. <laughs> to, to, to do this. <laughs> and when a child didn't bring his home, you always brought your homework. And even you would get very upset with me when you were a little boy and I said there was no Nintendo Monday through Friday. I hid the it's Nintendo tough. controllers. And you guys. And you were all upset. You said, don't you trust me? Listeners. So. Listeners. Are, this is something. Can you guys imagine me not playing Nintendo Monday <laughs> through Friday? And you were, you were very. Offended, I made up for but it on I the weekends. So I made up for it on the weekends. I w- that was fine as long as you read an hour every day. Was that it? I had to read an hour every day. Yes. I was a pretty good reader. I still read. You, li- you read. You read when you were. Well, a that's exactly boy. what I was going to say. You went to kindergarten reading. I, that's what I was going to suggest. Was the way that it affected me was that you were very much like you have to read, 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 and you always read a lot of books. Um, and I did that a lot. I read a lot growing up mm-hmm. um, before you know iPhones and whatever rotted my brain and destroyed my attention span, but I did read a lot growing up, and I, I, I don't know if, if that's because you're a teacher or because you yourself enjoy reading. Yeah, but you used to get insulted. I go, did you do your homework? I want to see it. And like you go, Ma, I did my homework. You know, it's okay, Ma, I did it. That sounds right. Did you, um, you know, like another, you also, because you were teaching, you were read, you'd read to the kids, I think, right? Um, yes. So like you and I also enjoyed the same books because you were reading like you a lot were of kids very books. good source of information. I got my kids hooked on Roll Doll because Roll Doll like my all time favorite author. Mm-hmm. Um, who else like what else do you remember like me reading that you enjoyed that I suggested or vice versa like books I we both enjoyed. Well, the R.L. Stein books, but there was R. Bruce Stein. Coville. Bruce Coville. R. And, R. Well, R.L. Stein's been on the show now. You know that. Yes, right? I know you're a regular listener. And um, you loved Bruce Coville books. Bruce Coville was, was kind of like kids science fiction. Like my teacher is an alien. He did this like teacher's... ghost camp books, and he did um, the monster shop, which was like it was like this store, and it would mysteriously appear, and it would never be in the same place twice. And they had like things that set kids off on crazy adventures, like a ring that turned you into a monster and stuff. And I did like Bruce, Co- Bruce and Coville. I remember going to the National Reading Convention and meeting Bruce Coville, and I waited online to get an autographed book for you. And he wrote in the book, and I think we still have it. It says, I think we your, do still have it. your mother was first in line. Yeah, I really like Bruce, <laughs> Bruce Coville. We never met Roald Dahl. Do you know Roald Dahl? If you like, like, I've learned so much about him since I was a kid. And he's still my favorite author. I'd love to see that Matilda. We should go see that Matilda on um, oh, on Broadway. Okay. I remember seeing Matilda when we saw that. We I saw, saw the, the movie, movie, and like I was a little, I was the exact wrong age to go see Matilda because I think it's kind of regarded as a classic now, and now it might not be so bad. People, I think it's remembered pretty fondly, even the movie, not the book. But I was like, 
I mean, we can look up what year it came out, but I was like a 14 or 15-year-old boy going to see this movie, like a kid's movie, and not just a kid's movie, like a kid's movie about like a 10-year-old girl, which is like the exact, you know, it's like the exact, it's the exact age where that's not cool to be doing that. But I remember we had to go see Matilda because I love Matilda Oh, and so we also went to see James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, yeah, I mean, which was pretty good. That's a crazy movie. But it wasn't like the book or something. We were very disappointed in it. Yeah, it's a weird movie. How is it not like the book? I think the ending's different. Isn't the ending in the book dark or something? I don't remember but, I, you know, I should remember because I read it every year for I don't know how yeah, many years. I have. Well, I think we got rid of it when we moved, when you guys moved out of the home I grew up in. But mm-hmm. we had the, um, the like, I had it, like, it must have been a first printing or something like that of James and the Giant Peach. Like, the binding was falling apart, a really old copy of it. Do you remember your favorite book when you were little? Uh, we still like have how it. little? It was given to you, maybe you were two years old, and you read it, and I'm, you, you read it to us. I think I know where you're going us. with this. I think you're going, is it One Fish, Two Fish? No. Go Dog Go. Go, go Dog Go. go. Great We book. still have it. Still and, waiting for the movie on that and we one. Give it, and I think when everybody ha- gives birth, when people give birth, we give it as a gift. It's, it's like a classic. We've passed it down. That's like, it looks like a Dr. Seuss book, and maybe it's one of those books that's like The Cat in the Hat, my first book on the cover, but it's not a Dr. Seuss book, and... It's a really interesting story. It's about these dogs, and they're trying to get places. <laughs> what is that book about? I don't. I remember the I remember cover. The door like, goes on the Ferris wheel. Go dog. All it's I know a is you used to walk in with the book. You used to waddle in with the book, and everybody had to read it. We used to hide because everybody was so <laughs> sick of that book. You know, um, I'm, another one like looking at these books that were turned into movies. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I remember really liking, and that movie came out, and I was so skeptical of that movie because. It's, re- it's like a kid's book. It's like 16 pages. Like, it's not, you, there's no reason to turn it into a movie, um, even more so than most things. But that first movie uh, is so funny. Have you seen that? No, and I understand there's a second one coming yeah, out. Yeah, the second now. one does not look great, and it's not the same writers and directors, I think. But the first one is, re- it doesn't have any much to do with the book and like the concept of raining food. Um, but it's actually a really funny movie. It doesn't have anything to do with the book, but. That, there was one. another book that somebody gave it you as a gift and became a movie. Jumanji, Jumanji. yeah, Jumanji is another one that's pretty different because, like, that's another one that's really short. The page, the page, the art in that is like, I really remember the art. It's like very, in my mind at least, like who knows, I was seven, but it's like very realistic. Uh, it's very, um, it was like charcoal almost, and the movie's like a goofy Robin Williams movie. This actually kind of segues into something I want to do today. Where I got people who uh, both the listeners of this show will know, regular listeners who have listened to 99 previous episodes, and yourself. And I got them to submit some questions. Are you ready for your first question? Okay. Our first question comes from a good friend who I believe you introduced me to when I was a very young child, Scott Wiener of Scott's Pizza <laughs> Tours. So I got some friends. They sent in a question. Uh, how did I remind me? Like, I don't even remember meeting Scott. Like I met Scott because you knew Scott's mom, right? Scott's mom needed somebody to carpool to camp with. Right, and, right. And uh, they needed, uh, what if they were three children and you were one. We needed a car that would, they couldn't have anybody with two children because everybody's car held five. Mm-hmm. But your grandmother worked with Scott's uh, father. Right, right, right. The prosecutor's office. So that's how I met Scott. Scott, of course, now one of my best friends. He's been mm-hmm. on the show all the time. And he has a question for you. And here's that question. Hey, Mrs. Rubin, it's Scott. Uh, I'm really excited that you're on the Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show podcast. I cannot wait to listen to your contribution. I've been waiting for this moment for 99 episodes. <laughs> I'm glad the day has finally come. So... Welcome. I hope it's going well so far. Hi, Scott. I hope Jeff's not embarrassing you, <laughs> uh, which actually leads me to my question for you. I'm wondering, you know, when me and Jeff were little kids and you used to 
you know, you used to have to drive us to day camp or uh, you'd have to hang out with us when we didn't have school or you'd take us to the pool or remember we used to go to the Liberty Science Center. I feel like you had like a free parking spot there or something. <laughs> we went there a lot. Uh, uh, or we'd go to see a movie. My question is really this. It's uh, of all the things that, that uh, you spend your time taking us to to keep us busy on those days, what was the most torturous and most annoying for you? And I guess if you want to go more specific, I'm wondering, Mrs. Rubin, what was the worst movie you ever had to sit through that me and Jeff wanted to go see? Or not? I'm glad you set up the day camp thing. Now everyone knows what Scott's talking what about. What was the most torturous? What was the most torturous? Surely there's some there's, terrible movie. There must movie. be some horrible movie. I definitely remember, like, we were on a family vacation and, like... The oh, the Transformers. Oh, no, I wasn't going to say that. That's not even what I was going to say. Transformers. So this is <laughs> the uh, the animated Transformers movies, not the, the newer And you, the fa- your favorite line, you're a little boy, somebody uh, kicks it. butt. It's you Grimlock. Grimlock kicks well, let butt. Me, well, you, you're not... <laughs> let me set it up. There is Unicron, I believe, the Orson Welles <laughs> planet character... He's a giant transformer. He's the size of a planet. And this is the final battle. And Grimlock, the uh, Dinobot, Dino, someone's going to be mad that I don't know exactly what he is. But he's like a transformer that transforms into a robot. And he uh, flies through space, uh, kicks Unicron in his butt, which is enormous, again, because Unicron's the size of a planet. So, you know, he's, he's just flying through space into the butt. And then he says, Grimlock kicks butt. And I thought that was the funniest thing I've ever heard. It's still pretty good. This joke still plays as far as I'm concerned. So Transformers the movie, which I have watched in my adulthood, and is a terrible movie. Um, it's not, I mean, no, that's not true. It's got, it's got its moments, but like, I can certainly appreciate not enjoying being dragged there by your six-year-old or however old I and was. And I think you were four. Yeah, yeah, that's an old one. But, uh. That's a, was I sad at the end? That's a, that's a, because Optimus Prime dies at the end. <laughs> I don't remember. I just was happy the movie was over. Yeah, that's a tough one. Well, had, the one I was going to say was um, Ninja Turtles. I remember we were on that vacation in Virginia, maybe? No, Where we were, were in, we? we went out to Pennsylvania, and it rained the whole weekend. We went to Solomon's. Yeah. And, like, Willow it was Valley. the weekend Ninja Turtles, the movie, came out. The single most important weekend. And we were in the middle of Pennsylvania, in the middle of nowhere. We went to this movie theater, and it was like we felt like we were living with the Ninja Turtles in the sewer. (laughs) Of course, it had been miserable rain, and the theater was filthy, and it was like everybody was there, and you couldn't move, and oh, they didn't clean. Oh. How was the Ninja Turtles movie? (laughs) You know what? I just remember I felt like I was living in the sewer. You just remember the theater. I know. You had a couple of movies that you would love. There was, was it the three, there was some movie. Was oh, the three, three Caballeros. Three Caballeros with the, the flowers, weird, with the faces. You had, a, everybody had a weird had a, movie. It's like, a, it's a Disney movie. I don't think it's part of the official Disney classics library, but maybe it is. And it's like half live action. It's Donald. You loved when and the this rooster the sheriff. Flowers. Oh. I don't remember the face of the flowers. But it's oh, like come weird. see the flowers, mommy. Come see the dance. <laughs> I said, it's like a weird, um, it's like half live action. There's like some old cartoons, I think. And it's, it's a strange movie, that one. And like, there's, there's this parrot character with like a cigar. Um, the one I really remember, you know, like every kid has a movie that they watch all the time growing up. Kids just have this capacity to just like watch the same movie over and over and over again. Like it's new. And for me, I, I think I remember... What do you think that movie was for me? I don't know. What do you mean? Like a movie I would watch over and over I'm and over I'm trying again. to think. You had a couple of movies that you wore what out the they? tape. Oh, the Muppet movie. You uh, wore okay. out the tape with the first Muppet movie. I don't even movie. remember that. Uh, I mean, I remember the Muppet movie. I don't remember why. I must have been very, very young. Yes, but you watched it over and over <laughs> so and I over again. I have that on DVD again. now. But you know what? 
Well, and I guess adults do that too. We have some movies that we watch. But not like kids. Kids like have the capacity to like watch stuff over and over again. Well, your father in the Blues Brothers, he can do the whole dialogue from the movie. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know how many how many times. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one I was going to say was Spaceballs. I remember watching Spaceballs over and over as a kid, which is weird because it's like, not especially a kids movie. It's like a Mel Brooks movie for old Jews. And like, but like, I'd watch that. I still know that movie, front to back. Um, and I don't know. Do you remember that Spaceballs? Sure. Did you make me watch? May the Schwartz be with you. Because you like Mel Brooks. You like. I love Mel Brooks. Blazing Saddles is a classic. Yeah, but Spaceballs. And I don't think I was even in a Star Wars. I think I was like too young to like. I like. Not only did I not understand the jokes, like I didn't even understand the Star Wars references. <laughs> And, like, I think I learned Star Wars via Spaceballs, you know? Like, the way that I know a lot of music. Oh, here's something you can talk about. Weird Al. I know a lot oh of music. Oh, my God. Weird Al Yankovic. Was we that? We knew every song. We had every tape. And we all knew <laughs> every song. As even the adults knew every song. What are some of your favorite Weird Al songs? That Living with a Hernia. Living with a Hernia. And I'm fat. I'm fat. Living with a Hernia is a, a deep cut. That's, like, some. That's like pre-fat. And gonna buy me a condo. Buy, buy me a condo is not even a parody of a real song. It's just, like, a reggae. <laughs> it's just, like... Which is fine. That's some of my favorite Weird Al stuff, but... Um, oh, every tape we had, every video. He's... Well, I didn't have Weird Al on I the show, but I have interviewed... I like him. Of course. I, I've interviewed Weird Al for College Humor very briefly, but I had his manager on the show, as you, I'm, sure, I'm sure I told you. And something else, here's something I dragged you to, um, but you liked, was UHF. Oh, my gosh. And I showed it every year the, the only, kids. I guarantee... Mom's students are the only kids in Newark <laughs> who have seen UHF as much as they have. Because you showed it to the kids every, every year. Every year we showed it. Every that we showed that and Matilda. Every I saw year. UHF with you, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't think I was going to the movies by myself at the time. I think it came out in 1989. Mm-hmm. I would have been seven. Um, I, I'm sure Scott was there. I'm reasonably sure Scott well, was sure. there. Because that was a summer, too. And um, we, and probably Scott's brothers, too. And we saw UHF in theaters opening weekend. It came out the weekend Batman opened. It bombed terribly. Like, I don't know many people who have, I don't know that I've met other people who have seen UHF in theaters. And I told Jay Levy, Weird Al's manager, that. And, like, he was impressed that I had seen it in theaters. No one saw that movie in theaters. We saw it opening weekend. But you like UHF, right? I love it. It's funny. It is funny. Did the kids like it? Yes. Yeah, they like the frying pan where he would hit the kids with the frying pan. I don't know how to explain this, but I have... Somebody's Playhouse. Nutsy's Playhouse? Oh, um, Stanley Spadowski's Playhouse. Playhouse, yeah. I had... Oh, oh my God. You're spot on, though, because Nutsy's Playhouse... You're better than you think you are. Uncle Nutsy's Playhouse is what um, Weird Al, when he's... What's his character's name in that movie? What's the character's name? George Newman. Yeah. When he's... Before he, before he gets Stanley Spadowski to run the fun house, he's doing the show himself, and he's really depressed, and he makes Bob eat the dog food, and that's when it's Uncle Nutsy's fun house when he's hosting it, then Stanley takes over. So you were right. You were right. It was Stanley. I, for some reason, have two VHS copies of UHF, and I keep them on my desk, when people ask why, I'm like, back up, just in case. Um, and Jay was nice enough to sign one of them, too. So oh, okay. it's a very, very prized possession. I think there's a little more Scott question. Let's see. I think there's 34 more seconds of Scott. Let's see what he's got to say. And I guess, you know, along those same lines, third part of the question, maybe, uh, you know, when you had to drive us to, to, to school in high school or in, or, you know, back when we were like eight or nine years old, wherever you had to drive us to, 
was there any music we listened to in the car that was just horrifying and that you wanted to just throw out the CD or the cassette tape or whatever it was? I feel like the music I listened to the most was by far Weird Al. Weird I honestly, Al, I honestly can't even remember like a quote unquote traditional, I'm not saying real, a traditional band that like I would force upon the car uh, growing up. I think it was exclu- It was pretty exclusively Weird Al until like I was old enough to have headphones, you know, and like a disc man or whatever. Um, so I guess we covered that. Just Weird Al. Thanks, Scott. Just Weird Al. I think you probably knew the answer to that. Have you been on Scott's Pizza Tour? Yes, I have. Are you excited about... I'm very proud of Scott. Yeah. Isn't it great what he's done? Yes. And every time we go to another pizzeria, we always send him the information. Yeah. Because that's Scott's He's like, like our go-to man. Yeah, of course. And uh, like I'm you're very proud Fl- of like him. Like when you're in Florida for the winter and you're like sending, you know, you're like sending Florida pizza, pizza menus to Scott. No, I like when uh, we're sitting with down the shore and somebody can't think of a pizzeria. I said, I'll get the name for you. Yeah. And Scott comes back with the location and everything. He's Are you going to get his, his book's coming out? Oh, I'm going to get it. I want an autographed uh, copy. That's very exciting. We're going to do an episode about that, too. Okay. You want to move on to the next question? Yes, please. Coming up next is our old friend, Amir. And here is where oh. I'm going to out you, Mom. My mom is maybe the biggest Jake and Amir fan I know. <laughs> My mom loves Jake and Amir. I get her all the Jake and Amir t-shirts. You mm-hmm. wear them out, right? Yes, I do. I saw uh, there were two young kids down on the boardwalk down the shore. And I went over to them. I said, I loved Amir. And they're looking like, lady, like you're crazy. And I started <laughs> and I got all excited and told them how I knew Amir. They go, yeah, okay, lady. I think the mother was dragging them away. But I love Jake and Amir. So I had Amir send a question. Here is Amir's question. Oh, and Amir, for some reason, included a video, even though I expressly told him he didn't have to. <laughs> Mrs. Rubin, hi. Amir hi. here. You know, the son you wish you had. Anyway, <laughs> my question is, what would your reaction be if Jeff got a big tattoo on his back? Maybe like uh, like an eagle or something. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Shana tova. Some context there is that we are recording this right after, like, Amir recorded that a week ago, and then you're hearing this a week later. It was the Jewish New Year before Amir said Shana Tova. I don't know, Mom, that's Amir's question. What if I get an eagle tattoo an on my eagle? back? eagle? Big eagle tattoo right on my Maybe back. Maybe if it was the Yankees, I could live with it a you're little a bit Yankees better. Fan. Yes, I am. Well, here's something that a lot of people don't know about me, and people are surprised when I tell them this, is that I used to love the Yankees. Like, I used to be a big baseball fan growing oh, up. Oh, you, you used to sit with your grandfather and watch all the games, and your favorite it, player sure. was Don Mattingly. I know, and I just saw him... So I followed baseball pretty much until I left for college, and then I was like, ah, oh, wait a minute, I have other interests now. <laughs> but um, I saw a picture of Dean Norris, who plays Hank on Breaking Bad, which you're not into, but it's a thing. And he was like, I don't know, he's just, you know, he's the most popular person on earth right now, and he's like at the Dodgers game with Don, Don Mattingly. Mattingly. And like, there's like a picture of the two of them together, and I got really excited. I used to love the Yankees growing up. I used to follow it very closely. We used to go to games we and everything. We used to go to games, and we were at, I think I mentioned this on the Mr. Met episode, we were at... David Cohen's perfect, perfect game, game, which is crazy. What do you remember about that? We went, Michael was with us. Michael, yeah. And it was a very hot day. And I just remember about the sixth inning. We all started to look it was at an each old-timer. other. It was old timers day. They, they, were honoring, like? they were honoring Yogi Berra, I think. Was it Yogi Berra, it Jake, just, for his perfect game, I, I think? Well, I think it was old timers day. No. Uh, you're right, though. I do have the Yogi Berra pin. It was Yogi Berra day. day. They were honoring Yogi Berra and Don Lawson. 
Mm-hmm. Who threw a perfect game in the World Series? Sick. And I know a lot about baseball that happened before like 1999. I, I, I've lost track of the sports well, Sunday, since then. About the sixth inning, all of a sudden, everybody started looking at each other. Yeah. And uh, oh, we didn't we didn't want the we didn't want the Yankees to get up. We just wanted them to play straight through. Mm-hmm. And I think Paul O'Neill caught the last ball. I don't remember I don't about the remember, last ball. But, oh, that was an amazing game. Very exciting. I mean, that's it something. Was a hot human stuff. But that's, they still show it on TV, and it's great. We were there. I tell people about it, and they are furious at me because they know how little I follow sports now. And it's like more people have walked on the moon than have pitched a perfect game. Or at least that was true in 1999 when we first saw it. Like, it's a very—to see a perfect game is almost like the highest achievement in sports, in going to see sports games. It's just like a a five-leaf clover or something, you know? You know what game I remember? I took you and Adam and we we sat in the bleachers. You only wanted to sit in the bleachers, the two of you, and it was a rain delay. That was so I think we got home like 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. That was the best game. That was the best game. Put the perfect game. I still tell stories and we still laugh about that that game with all the characters. Yeah, that was the bleachers seat. So the bleachers, for those that don't know, at Yankee Stadium is like kind of a subculture and inside the old, a subculture. The old stadium. The old stadium. Is it true at the new stadium? You, no, because new stadium, you can walk through that section. The but don't, st- but I, I've been there and like, I, I haven't been to the bleachers in the new stadium, but I feel like I still see it happening. Do they still do the thing? So the bleachers is like its own little community of like super fans. They were really cheap seats. Um, or like, I don't know, cheap for Yankee Stadium. They're like 10 or $15 at maybe. At the time, they were seven. Yeah, yeah but they're, like they've that. gotten, but it's not the same. Yeah, so, and, and at the time, there was this like culture of like, uh, really drunk people. And Adam and I, I was like 15 or 16 maybe. Like, we're in high school anyway. Um, I think you were younger. Yeah, but... <laughs> so we weren't drinking, but I was definitely at the right age to enjoy drunk people, like, screaming obscenities at players. <laughs> you know? Was, and the different characters. We nicknamed the different characters. Yeah. There was Jeter Lady. I mean, Jeter people probably Lady know, like, I think these are Statman. characters. Yeah. And I remember there was a rain delay and they were slipping and sliding yeah. on me. And we felt sorry because this... Poor little family from out of town. They took their children to a game and all the bleacher creatures were screaming and cursing. So it was like a rain delay and people were slipping and sliding, just to finish what you're saying, on the, because I interrupted, on the bleachers, like Mm -hmm. using the bleachers as a slip and slide. They're yelling like obscenities at the players. They're calling them, like there's, there were, I remember a lot of gay insults, which like probably, hopefully if this still exists, like maybe they don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also remember, and this will really date it, a lot of like, um, this was, and mom's going to stare blankly for a second. This was like the D-Generation X era of WWE. <laughs> so there was a lot of, I got two words for you. And like the crowd responding. You remember this at all? Yes. And um, there was a lot of that. And that was a, that was a really fun game. That's, I we that. still talk about that yeah, game. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, so we never got to the tattoo question, though. We never answered Amir's question. <sighs> <laughs> I think that, that noise answers Amir's question. <laughs> all right. Uh, we got one more question. You ready for it? Okay. We're burning through all the questions. There's, this is the last question. It comes from Pat Castles. Here's what he said. Another video. Hi, Mrs. Rubin. This is Patrick. My question about Jeff is, when Jeff was a little kid, what was he most scared of? I uh, can't wait to hear the episode. I don't actually. Did, I heard Pat ask this question, and I actually didn't know what the answer was. Like, you, I don't remember you, it being. Like, you never liked the basement in the house. Oh yeah, you that's like you true. wouldn't go down. All your thing. toys are down there. You wouldn't go down. It was a beautiful finished basement yeah, in the house, and you nice refused basement. to go down there. I think I had a nightmare when I was a kid, and I can like still imagine this. Actually, like I still can like remember the visuals of um, a mannequin, and Dad like worked in clothing stores, so like I was around mannequins of like a mat. This is so weird. Of a mannequin like. <laughs> 
bursting through the wall in the basement in kind of like a horror movie type way. And I can still visualize it in my head, this like nightmare I had when I was a child. And I think it was related to that. You'd never like, no. The basement was a thing. I, you're right. I'd totally forgotten about that when I was very young. I didn't like the basement. And we lived in like a ranch house. A ranch house. So, but the basement was beautiful. It wasn't yeah, like was a totally, dark, dingy smell. It was like smell. a card table and a ping pong table oh, down yeah. there. It was great. It was, there was no reason not to enjoy it. No, I, I remember being scared of, <laughs> the one thing I could think of when Pat asked was, um, I remember we were visiting Uncle Michael in Maryland and... We saw Joe versus the volcano, which I hated because I was like an eight-year-old boy, like you know. And I was there, there was a trailer for Gremlins two, and I remember the trailer for Gremlins two, which is not even a scary movie, by the way. Gremlins one's a scary movie. Gremlins two is like a comedy. I remember the, the trailer for Gremlins two really kept me up that night. Is it not, nothing. No, I, I, re- I remember that. the trip down with Mitchell in the car. No, and we heard no, that this. was that trip. I don't think. Maybe it was. I know what you're talking about. And, you should tell it's and we, funny. And we um and we're riding. The two of you were in the back of the station wagon. We had nine passenger station wagon facing. Why do we have a nine passenger station wagon? Because I think Daddy used it sometimes oh, too okay. for, for business. Yeah, but yeah. I just remember I think we were you in the sat car, in the back seat. I know, facing, I know where you're going. Facing out. No. No. Uh, no. So you had a whole. You had like a whole. House back there. Yeah, you had I'm an only, toys I'm an only and child, snacks, we and that yet. was your domain. Sure. And we remember going to the car wash and Daddy saying, "Oh, you'll vacuum out the back." And we lifted it, and there was so much junk from you. Daddy just closed it to the guy. Forget it. But there was a grinding noise. Okay, and yeah, Daddy yeah, pulled off on ninety-five. So we're driving. We're driving to Virginia, wherever they live, Maryland. Maryland, yeah. yeah. And they. Um, there's grinding noise. like, And a, Daddy thought, oh, my God, something's wrong with the dropped car. Dropped an axle. So we pull off to the 95, and the cars are whizzing by. It seems you were tracing <laughs> pictures, you and Mitchell, so you brought a pencil sharpener. An electric pencil sharpener. A battery sharpener, <laughs> and you were busy sharpening pencils so, in the back seat. A few things about that story. One is I went through a phase. I don't know. I think it was. I don't think tracing. it was just me. Tracing. I don't think it was just me. Like I, Mitchell was doing Like I had friends that were into this, too. This wasn't just a weird thing I was into. I don't know if it's the old thing kids do. Presumably video games have completely replaced it and made this hobby obsolete. But we used to, I used to enjoy just tracing pictures. Just like you get tracing paper and just tracing pictures. Um, it's almost, it's like the guitar hero of drawing, you know? It's like you're trying to draw, but it's like, so I did that. And, you know, obviously you know, the most important thing for an artist is, is, is tools, you know? <laughs> And I couldn't do with just a hand. And by the way, I'm doing it in the back of the car. Obviously not a great place for any fine art. And uh, I brought not a hand pencil. So already this is a little ridiculous. (laughs) But rather than bringing a hand pencil sharpener, I'm like, no, I need this thing really sharp. So I brought, I guess, a battery-powered electric pencil sharpener. I guess that's an invention. <laughs> Is that even a thing? I bu- must be. Just, I, I, know th- pencil sharpener. I don't think about it now. The third seat of the car facing truck I think I, was in, I don't think that was in the van because I kind of remember that. I remember <laughs> being in, like, the back seat. But, but the thing I remember is just being, like, like you and Dad are like, what's going on? I'm like, uh, it's the electric pencil sharpener. Everyone relax. Like, I'm like... Why is everyone freaking out? I got an electric pencil sharpener in the back seat. What is unusual about that? I'm tracing back here. Why would why why are you guys freaking out? Oh, yes, I remember that story. It was a brown. Your father always remembers things in his life by the car he owned at yeah, the time. Yeah, we and unfortunately, it's rubbed off on me. Any more questions? No, that was all the ones I got. I don't know if you knew any of the other guests. That's what I got. I mean, I have other questions. I have other stuff we can talk about. But that's what I got people to submit. What'd you think? Pretty fun, right? Yeah. That was good. It was good seeing my friends on the video. Yeah, well, <laughs> even though I told them not to. Um, something people 
wanted me to ask you is uh, I kind of have a weird career thus far, um, and I've, I have a somewhat unusual job. And like, I guess, what did you think when I started doing what I do at College Humor? A weird face from mom doesn't know how to answer that. Like, what were, what did you think? Like, you and dad, as good Jewish parents would, lawyer, uh, <laughs> MBA, all that stuff. Like, very much pushing that. And for many years after I started working at College Humor, too, by the way. Um, but like, when I started working there, like, what, what, what did you think about that? We didn't know what to make of it. Daddy always tells the story when he took you for college orientation and the parents were sitting around mm-hmm. and the pa- and somebody said to uh, whoever was giving the uh, welcoming speech, will my kid be able to get a job? And he said, and the person giving the speech said, jobs haven't been invented yet, what your children are going to be doing. And we, that's what we say. We have no idea what you do. <laughs> it's so true. Everybody says, that's well, true. he doesn't ask for money. No. Is he in drug rehab? No. Well, he's got benefits? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, that, was, that did seem like that was your list of concerns in order. <laughs> um, I remember when they said that when I was there with Dad and like kind of rolling my eyes. But it's very true. Like If you would have told me freshman year what I'd be doing, one, I'd be very excited, but two, like, that was not a thing that existed. Um, and I remember, let me tell you my perception. I mean, you can correct it, but I remember, like, for me, like, well, first of all, to be fair, like, I was the first employee of College Humor when I started. Like, wasn't totally clear how legitimate it was, even to me, you know? Like, it was four dudes. I was working in their apartment. Um, they were all great to me. It was very fun. I was very lucky to be there. Um, but, like, you know, you can appreciate that my parents were like, what is this again? Like, you're just going to these people's apartment every day? And, like, it was a while before it became clear, like, how long I would be there, really. Um, but for me, I remember kind of the turning point being the book, our first book that we released, which we did after about a year after I was working there. Um, that summer, like, when Streeter and Amir and Sarah came aboard and um, Ethan, and we were working on that book. And I remember when the book came out, because a website, even still, I think, for parents is, like, kind of intangible. It's, like, a tough thing. But the book, it was, like, here is a thing. A book is a thing you can understand. I think, from from my perception of you guys, like, the book is when you started taking it a little seriously. Is that true? Yeah, I think so. Of course, we bought every book. And Daddy would go to Barnes & Noble around the corner, and he would rearrange the uh, end caps so your book was on top. And this was the College Humor, Humor Guide, Guide to College, to the first book. And, yeah, like, I think that's true, like, that's not just you guys, by the way. I think that's true of the business a lot. Like, we would meet people, like, having a book, like, I don't know that that book sold particularly well. I think it did okay, but, like, it helped a lot in, like, having a book made people take us seriously. And, like, when you go to an ad client or whatever, it's, like, a thing to leave behind. They're like, oh, okay, this is a real thing. The other thing, the last time I can remember you bothering me about law school, which you did for many years, was right after we shot the pilot for the MTV show. And I remember actually being at a Yankee game and you were like, you still thinking about law school? And I was like, I don't know. I think we just shot this pilot. I think I have to see how this goes. And that's the last time I can remember. I, I do remember, though, like walking with you on like when we go out to eat in Brooklyn or even at the Yankee game, people coming up and shaking your hand. And they knew who you were. That happens very well. And just so I you guys just know at home. That happens. Whoa. That is, it happens, but it's extremely unusual and it's very nice. And um, people are great. And it's, it's cool when it happens and it's exciting. But um it does, it does not happen a lot. I just want to throw that disclaimer oh. in there. So, but I, I don't know. The TV show, it seemed to me, was like, which <laughs> I think is very publicly known was not successful. <laughs> um, the TV show, 
was like sort of a turning point where there was like no looking back after we, that. We, you were like, we, all right, this is really we're happening. We're still hoping you'll love. <laughs> those, those six episodes on MTV really, really nailed the... We're still hoping you'll come back. They might pick the show up. We might still do season two. <laughs> um, I guess then, you know, a follow-up, and we're going to be breaking some news here. Not everyone listening knows this, is like, what did you think when I told you I was leaving College Humor and moving to L.A.? Which not everyone, a lot of people <laughs> listening just found that out. Uh, I'm very happy if that's what you want. You know, we want you to do it. But uh, I already got a United credit card and I'll be earning miles. <laughs> I'm coming out to torment you. Yeah, I think that, um, first of all, it was a tough decision and all that. And like, it was, you know, College Humor has been really good and it's tough to leave. And stuff. my family is here, obviously. And like, I grew up in New Jersey, which is, oh, we mentioned Newark. <laughs> you know, so like, I've only lived in New Jersey and New York. And I went to college in Pennsylvania, so I've never been very far. So it was all tough to do, but my parents, God bless them, have been, I don't think my parents were ever like, well, first of all, I don't think I ever had the the chutzpah. How'd I do on that? That's good. That was good. You finally learned how to say it. Yeah, no, I'm good at that. I can do, okay. I can do a chutzpah. Okay. And, uh, but uh, I never was like, I, I don't think I ever expressly said, I want to be a comedian or whatever. But my par- And my parents were never like, go be a comedian. But God bless them. Whenever I did these stupid things, my parents have been very supportive of me and I've always appreciated, always appreciated it. Did you, like, um, what did you think I was going to be when I grew up? I, I never really knew. You were on the kick. You were going to be a magician for a well, while. That's so that I was, like, was better. That was, like, when my, like, little kid, like, <laughs> a lot, that's, like, my astronaut you phase. Know, you never wanted to be a fireman or policeman, how certain kid, you never really. No, like, the way, like, when I, when I wanted to be a magician, that was, like, six and down. You know, <laughs> oh. it was, like, when I was, like, a very little kid and it was, uh. You know, the same way kids want to be an astronaut or a baseball player. Like, I, I never see... I think I pretty quickly realized how difficult and uh, how much practice uh, magic takes. And, like, I never took it seriously at all, I would say. Though I, like, you know, had some tricks and stuff. Um, but, like, I don't know, in, like, middle school and high school. Do you, do you have any idea? Did yeah. you have any inkling? Because no. I didn't know. No, I had no inkling. We figured you would up. do something with writing and reading and... I know what I actually They're recently found when I was cleaning because I'm moving yeah. is um, the no, you know, I found it when you moved the thing, which I'm pretty sure you made me take um, in high school. It's dated 1999 of like it's Cam- like the what do Campbell's I want? to Yes. Yeah. Like the what do I want to be when I grow up test, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like one of those things where you answer some questions and it's like, oh, you might be interested in farming. <laughs> not in my case. I was not interested in farming. But I remember very much rolling my eyes at that when I had to do it. I, I roll, still rolling my eyes when I found it. Um, I actually have the results if you give me a second because I just scanned them for posterity. If you give me one sec, I'll pull it up. And it, they're ac- what I'm getting at is they're actually not crazy. Like, the res- like I hated it. I thought it was dumb. I didn't want to do it. But um, the results aren't, like, totally disaccurate from the crazy thing I ended up doing. And if you give me a second, listeners at home and mom, I'll uh, load that up. How do you feel like this is going so far, mom? Oh. Yeah, I'm fun. It's fun, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're loading two thirds of the way there. Do you remember this test? Campbell Strong you, test, you, or something you, like you do that. Remember the or test. Strong Campbell what test. What do you remember about it? I just, I don't. You, you were not a mathematician. We always used. Well, to actually, just, math is one of the things. Oh, it's loading. Math is one of the things I did better at. I was not good at math, though. That's true. But math wasn't my weakest subject. I'm way worse at history. I'm even worse at languages, if you can believe that. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, no, it's true. Like I do math. At, believe it or not, it works sometimes. Like I can do spreadsheets and stuff. I'm probably. 
Amir's really good at math. Amir, here's some fun trivia, everybody. Amir got a perfect 800 on his math SATs. I'm, I didn't know that. Yeah, he might have gotten a 1600. Canal got a 1600, too. Oh, no. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I don't math. know if he got a 1600. I'm pretty sure he got an 800 on math, though. I, I was not bad at math. I know I struggled a little bit in high school, but I was in, like, difficult math. But I, you know what I'm bad at is, like, computation. Like, if you give me five numbers to add up, it's going to take me ten minutes. But, like, the theoreticals of math and, like, geometry I was pretty good at. Because it's not that dissimilar from, like, computers and programming. It's, like, very logic-based. And, like, the uh, the theory behind it I could do, but, like, the calculations I was bad at. All right, I got this job aptitude test open. My mama's sh- shaking my head and di- shaking her head in disbelief of me talking about how good I am at I'm way worse at languages. You know how bad I am at languages? You sent me to Hebrew school oh. for nine years. <laughs> I went to Hebrew school from kindergarten to high school. The ideal age to be learning a language. I can't speak a lick of Hebrew. I can read it and write it a little Spanish? bit. Spanish? Can't do any Spanish. I took Spanish one in high school. No, I took Spanish one in eighth grade. Got to high school. Took Spanish one again. <laughs> wasn't quite ready. And I think I took Spanish two and three. And then I went to college. Was devastated to learn that in the College of Communications at Penn State, I had to take two language classes. I went back again. I took Spanish two and three again. So I took Spanish one twice, Spanish two twice, Spanish three once. I'm terrible at Spanish. I'm so bad. I think languages are the thing I'm the worst at. According to this test, this test is so stupid. Here's what I'm good at in 1999. Creating and analyzing. I'm low to, there's nothing, I'm nothing. There's like this chart. I'll show you. There's this chart and like, there's these dots from zero to a hundred. I have no dots above 50. 50 is mid range. No dots above 50. I get a 50 in adventuring, producing. Nope. Never mind. I'm low in producing, which is bad because that's what I do. Um, analyzing. I'm pretty good at analyzing. Organizing. Very low. Help. Helping. Very low. Man. Fuck you, Campbell test. Uh, all right. Here's what we got. Here's the things it said I was good at. Public speaking, I do that. I'm yes. doing it right now. Uh, sales, I hate sales. I'll never do sales. Advertising and marketing was like, a, I've done plenty of that over the years. You know, oh, it's, some, it's a piece right. of, right? I know. Child development hasn't come up yet, as mom will remind you. <laughs> uh, and then under creating, creating's the only cool section I did decent in. Performing arts, I just escaped the low range. I don't escape the low range on a lot. I just escaped the low range on art and design. Oh, no, I'm good at performing arts. Performing arts, check this out. I- Maybe you should go back to stand-up comedy after all. <laughs> Writing, I do well in. Um, and then mathematics and science are pretty good. So that's how I did then. I don't know. Does any of this surprise you? Know, you? Makes sense. A lot I went of back, makes sense. I went back, like, well, again, we found the report cards when we were cleaning. And, like, in my mind, I was, like, an A and B student. And I looked at it, and I was like, mm, there's some C's in here. There's some C's. No. Oh, yeah. There's some C's. You missed the honor roll once. And I no, remember I was C's. on your case and your grandfather I got tur- s- turned to you yeah. and said, ask your mother how many times <laughs> she was on the honor roll. I definitely, I got to see. I mean, I just saw these report cards. They probably yeah. also pull them up if we worked hard enough at it. Um, then I got a C plus or maybe a C in local, not local government, in world affairs or some like silly class like that. And I was like, I don't know what I needed to do to get the B in that class. But whatever I didn't do, it was time well spent not doing it. Because, like, who cares about a B, a C and That was B the only time you missed the honor roll. That was it? That's C? That's it. You're on the honor roll. Are you this? serious? Yes. I got no other Cs except that one. That was, you got one C in high school. Really? That one in... I think it was in film. No, I don't think I got a C in film. I don't know. But anyway, that was the time. And I got on your case and your grandfather got on my case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that sounds about right. He was good at that. He was good at that. My grandfather, uh, a lot of my sense, a lot of my uh, sense of humor. I think well, my grandfather's your father. Mom's already tearing up. I'm sorry to bring it up, but my grandfather, who um, you know, passed away a few years ago, um, and we miss him greatly. And he, a lot of the sense of humor, I think, that you guys love sure. in the past nine. I think through 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 him, and then through you, your father. He's your father. We're talking my about father. my maternal. But he, he was the third member of the carpool when you used to go to school, and if I couldn't pick you up, yeah. Um, grandpa would pick you up. Can you and share he, a funny Booker story? I called him Booker for no good reason. Can you share he, a funny Booker we, story? We still were trying to figure out. There was a picture in the house yeah. of a bookworm, and we think that's where the name There's came a, from. There was a picture in the house, like a painting of like a dude holding a book. He's holding like, he's on a library ladder. And he's holding like a book underneath his elbow. He's underneath a book between his legs. He's like holding 10 books. And he's reading one another book. And I think as a very, very, like, when I'm, like, learning what to call, like, literally my <laughs> father, my grandfather, like, first words, for whatever reason, I thought that looked like my grandfather. It doesn't, obviously, now that we look at it. But I did, and I we think that is why I called him Booker, Booker. which is what I am which, calling and to this it's, day. It's on it's his tongue. It's, yeah. it's stuck. Everybody called him Booker. But he would pick you up at school, and he... Everybody would get in the back seat, and your friend Adam would get in the back seat, and he, they would have a lesson, and they would discuss the presidents and who were the presidents. I this. Adam? Your friend that Adam, right. and they were in Adam's the back right seat, and Daddy would say, Booker would say, uh, who was the first president? You'd all go in the second, and your friend Adam would say, oh, the second president, I know who it was, because my name is Adam, and his name was Adam. That sounds like Adam. And you would go, and then he would take you to a toy store, and you had a dollar, you could pick out that. a toy. Yeah. And you would stand there for a half hour when he would take <laughs> you all to lunch and you would sing in the car. It's fun to... And the, and the two-mile ride home was like an activity. I think people... I remember those very well. And I think people like listening um, who like know me via this... Know, my, know me via my interest via this podcast. I think like it is easy to imagine me as a six-year-old or however old I was uh, at the, you know... At the drugstore with a dollar to spend on toys, spending 30 minutes, like, carefully analyzing every one of my options, making sure I maximize that opportunity. Could you, do you have a funny, I can't think of one off the top of my head, which I'm very embarrassed about. Can you think of a, a funny Booker story we could share? Oh, you know, there were so many. But, you know, I have to mention your grandmother, too. Of course, yeah. And uh, Who Jeffrey, I called Hannah, Hannah by her first he name. He called her by her first name. He he would talk about everybody, Booker and Hannah, and everybody would go, who, who is this child talking about? <laughs> Booker and Hannah, Booker and Hannah. And they'd walk in the house, and Grandma would come in, and you couldn't be bothered with Grandma. No. she walk I'm... in, and you'd go, hi, Hannah, where's Booker? Oh, Booker so was sad. your soulmate. That's, it's true. Like we had, a, I was very close with Booker, but I, of course I loved Hannah, too. You we loved Hannah, to too, but... She came as a package deal some <laughs> days. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm really struggling to think of, he was oh, so funny. so many what's stories. A, what's a funny story? The, you, you know you what? got to think of one. We've I talked about I, I can't think of one right off the top of it, but you were very close. And I remember the, you would go with him, him, you would go with Booker and Hannah every week to Deli King yeah, to yeah. eat. That was your thing. Yeah, Sunday night. You were night. very lucky. Yeah, definitely. They, we, they grew up. But I mean, where Booker you grew and up, Hannah were like. They were part of. They went to all well, your friends had bar mitzvahs. Booker and Hannah were always invited because they were like included. Well, that's something I can't think of. It. You know, there were so many. I'll think of about three o'clock in the morning. I'll call you. Okay. Well, if we think of one, well, let's both agree to think of one later, and okay. maybe we'll tag it on at the end. Okay. Um, but that's something else you guys are good at. You guys being you and my father <laughs> uh, <laughs> is uh, you're very good at like, um, you know, we don't have a lot of family that lives around here that we're close with but we what we do have 
um, which you guys have developed, is this network of like friends who are basically family, like Adam's family, who we just had Yom Kippur with, um, and Adam's weddings next week. Mm. And that's what I'm getting at. Like Adam's getting married next week, and like Adam's my best friend, and I'm gonna be in the bridal party. But not only that, you guys, obviously, you're going. You know, like that's that's an easy one. Like you're 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 tier one. But then also. Uh, Aunt Sheila, my godmother, who's uh, not even my aunt, she's coming up from Florida for Adam's wedding. Aunt Maxine, who's <laughs> your friend. Aunt Sheila and Aunt Maxine are your friends from like growing up. And I call them Aunt Sheila and Aunt Maxine. They're coming to my friend's <laughs> wedding and like they're friends with Adam's parents and so forth. Um, and that's not it. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting. Oh, the Farrells are coming. Um, so I don't know. It's something you guys have done is like develop this like family network of friends. That's something you guys are very good at. Do you do that intentionally? Like what do you do? Because you... We're very nervous about appearing on this podcast, and you were like, "I don't know what I'm going to talk about." <laughs> and you are the most like friendly, like dad, and I will tell you, like you do not go to a restaurant with mom, and like she knows everyone at every, she knows someone in every restaurant in like central New Jersey at any given moment. We were in Florida, and like. We're at a restaurant, and she sees, you saw, like, two people you know. I'm like, we don't even live here. <laughs> this isn't even where we live. We're just visiting. How do you know all these people? Um, is that, like, I don't know. I don't I don't know what the question is there. Is that something you intentionally no. do? You, 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 no. You know what? Okay. Everybody, but your grandparents are very friendly that's people. That's true. They were. They had so, a lot of friends. And uh, your grandfather, daddy's father. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Jimmy. Pap, Pap, we used to call yeah. him. Pap was a seltzer man in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and knew everybody in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So I guess, and your father's friendly. So no, I don't think I'm like that. Do you think I'm like that? Yes. I don't think I am. I'm like friendly. I'm not an idiot or anything. Like I'm nice to people, but like um, I'm terrible at parties. I like don't like when there's a lot of people around. I'm really good. Like I'm very, if you like charted my happiness in a situation and you are like, my happiness is the x-axis. Here's where I'm good at math. The happiness is the x-axis. No, wait. Number of people there is the x-axis. So that's horizontal. Y is how many, how happy I am. Two people, great. Three people, better. And it, like, gets better until, like, eight or nine people. When there's, like, more than ten people in a room, I, like, I don't know who to talk so to. I feel like I came today. I'm getting insight <laughs> into my child. But you're, but you're not, li- like, I don't meet, like, I don't go and make friends when I go out to buy a bagel. Like, when I go to buy a bagel, <laughs> it is, like, all business. I'm going, I'm getting the bagel, and I'm going back home. For you, like, not only are you going to see friends you know, you're, you're making friends when you get there, right? <laughs> I'm just, keep going. I'm learning. Keep talking. <laughs> uh, I guess I need, I, need to, I need to put a question at the end of this. I'm just trying to tell people that. Do you recognize that you do that? Do you think you do that? No. It's by nature. Yeah. I guess if you were working at it, you wouldn't be doing it. That'd be weird. You'd be Come like on. a sociopath. If you were like, I have to make friends. All right, no. I'll go here. Like, that you don't think about I it. Could I could be makes... by myself. I don't have to have... No, no that's mind. true. But you can. Like, that's fine. But, like, would you concede that, like, if we went to... What's that bagel store in Cranford? Oh, uh, Clark Bagel? No, 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 no. Which is no, the one no. you go to? Westfield Bagel. If we went to Westfield Bagel right now, just popped in through a portal. Oh, but that's Westfield Bagel. That's <laughs> part of the thing there. What about the Westfield Diner? Westfield Diner. It's like... Westfield Diner, if you, you know, if you sit there long enough, you'll see everybody you know. You're also friends, you make friends with, like, the waiters when we, like, you have a oh, waiter. Oh, we have and, a waiter. We have, yeah. And, like, we got to sit in that waiter's section, like, we'll wait for that waiter's table. Like, you're, you make friends with the waiters, too. Yeah. Which is fine. Waiters are nice people. Like, you, I'm not like, <laughs> you make friends with the waiters, like, no. but, like, you have, like, a waiter and you're like, 
And like when we go to the Westfield Diner, like we don't have to order drinks. They just like come, mm. you know, it's like, it's like, a, and maybe it goes back to my union days. I'm very pro labor. Oh, there you go. And maybe like, I don't know, being social and network. I mean, you're still friends with a lot of the, your coworker teachers too. Adam oh, told me you saw um, Susan. I'm sorry, I missed Susan yeah. the other day. That's fun. Yeah, I saw her. She's good. It's all good. Yeah, it is all good. It is all good. How do you feel like this is going? We're getting close to an hour. Can you believe I that? I can't ima- I don't know what people, you know, I hope I'm not boring people to death. People are so dumb. These people are sheep, Mom. Maybe, they'll just maybe listen. Maybe they'll use this to help put them to sleep. <laughs> do you ever listen to this podcast? It's okay if you say oh, no. I, no, I've listened to a couple Which of Which ones have them. you listened to? Mr. Matt. Okay. Oh, we talked about the perfect game there, I think. I think I, t- I brought that up there. Who else? Uh, R.L. Stein. Oh, you listened to that one? Sure. He was good. He was great. You know, it's uh, the ones that interest me. And of course, I do send them around. I wouldn't be, ah. you know. Do you ever watch? I think I like Mr. Mick because he went to Syracuse, too. He uh, went to Syracuse <laughs> and likes everyone that went to Syracuse, like Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, So do you ever watch? Did you like how much of my college humor stuff would you say you've seen? Can we tell the truth? We can totally tell yeah, the truth. Yeah, because yesterday was Yom Kippur. Yeah, yeah. Day of Atonement. So Some of it, I don't understand some of it, and some of like, it I shake my head and I go, like some of it. Oy. Do you know the name of the video game show I did at College Humor? Boop, bop, beep, bop. Very close. Very close. We'll take it. Bleep, boop. There it is. Bleep, bloop. Hey. There it is. Um, but you, I, it, which is fine, obviously. And I remember once telling Dad, because you guys, there's some videos that I've made that you guys have liked and you got to share with everyone i remember you really liked one jeff's parents which actually oh that was that was good it's one of my favorite ones we did and actually people you if you watch it now you can see it's all about like my it's (laughs) the very very bare basis of it is that like you uh, are coming to visit me at college humor and uh, but i'm embarrassed that i work there and i you guys think i'm a lawyer which is (laughs) people now realize at least a little bit like they see where that came from um so, and I remember you guys really liked that one. And I remember you really liked um, the one I did with Streeter with the graduation song, where it was like the real life graduation song, which is like a very sad, uh, yes. like, it's almost not funny, yeah. that video. I like that video a lot myself. So, again, some of them I don't understand. Which I, is fine. They're not and I just shrug my shoulders. I go, he's got benefits. <laughs> I didn't get called to come and get him at the police station. All right, move on. But the story I wanted to tell was that uh, once, I think it was the graduation one, Dad was like, how do I, I want to send it to a friend. How do I find it? And I was like, all right, go to the website and click on videos. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What website? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I see what's, hap- I see what's happening here. We got to slow it down a little. It was funny that you got, it, I, I, we kind of grazed over before that it was kind of funny, right? When you were like the technology supervisor at your school. Oh, yes. And like I was sort of the assistant as like a 17 year old, <laughs> sort of the assistant technology advisor at your school. Um, the thing that I remember that I'm still mad at you about is that I helped you like clean out your classroom. That's not the part I'm mad about, but you had those like laminated posters about like compute the parts of the computer and like computer, you know, like nine, early nineties, late eighties, computer, like safety posters about like, with like floppy disks on it. And it's like, this is the floppy disk drive. And like monitor you know and just like labeling just like stuff you would obviously just don't even need to tell kids anymore and i really wanted those posters and you insisted that i couldn't i don't remember if you threw them out or they had to stay there or something remember this i must i whatever still you, furious about it but i think you've made it up i hope you don't have to go into therapy on this. <laughs> yeah I think you, well let's call it even because you made it up by appearing on the show today thank you 
Um, hundred episodes of this. Can you believe that? What do you think no. about the show? What do you think about the show that I do this? Are you happy? I am. I do like. I'm that. happy. If you're happy. I'm <laughs> Thank happy. You. That's very nice. That's a very political answer. Very mom <laughs> answer. What do you think though? Like when I started telling, like when I was like, I don't even remember this conversation, but I must have been like, guys, this is the thing I do now. You know what? I'm looking back. We used to have. Every year we used to go to Uncle Arnold, your, who was your godfather. May mm-hmm. he rest in peace. We used to go for breakfast. And you were two years old and you loved joke books. Yeah. And you would stand next to the couch with joke books and oh, tell really? jokes. I don't remember that. And we used to, you had a lot of, I'm sure and, your, and your grandfather used to send you when you were camp. Every day he used to send you a postcard with a joke on it. Yeah, I did like jokes. Yeah, and uh, you used to stand there and tell silly jokes That's and funny. silly stories. You used to dictate books, joke books. We used to write them down. I oh, still I have would, a couple really? of them. I'd love to see that. Do you have, are they in this room? No, I think I have, in the other room I have them. Oh my God. I'd I have one. To... I saved them when we moved. Can I... we find those? You think, how long will it take to find those? Uh, maybe two minutes. You want to, you want to find one? Let's find one. No, then. daddy. Daddy's oh, sleeping. Oh, he's in the room. Dad's sleeping. All right. Maybe we'll throw that at the end too. I don't remember that at all. I do remember, because I recently digitized all, as people, as people who follow me on Tumblr know, because I was posting them as we went. Uh, I digitized all our old VHS tapes, and I found yes. one from when I was like, um, I don't know, maybe four or five. We used to call it the Jeffrey Rubin Roberts Show. Which is not that far from what the name of this show is, <laughs> by the way. And um, it was, like, there's this video, and I was like, what is this? Because it opens with just, like, ten seconds of, like, my stuffed animals just in the corner, like, all looking in one direction. I was like, you what is you- this? And then, like... As a five-year-old, I come, like, screaming around the corner, and I just, like, st- I'm, like, I don't even know if I'm performing you the animals. You interviewed them. You had, I, no really? te- you had no teeth. You had lost your teeth. You were interviewing them <laughs> on the couch. What stuffed, you, what stuffed animals? I'm sure you remember the stuffed animals. You had, uh, you had a big stuffed um, gorilla. Po- I can't think of what you called. You had The gorilla the, was funky. And funky, and then you had the Energizer. Big Energizer and, bunny. Pink bunny. That's and definitely you had something, by Max the way. Max from where the wild yeah, things are. I think we still have I think Max. we still have that. And that's, you had Big Bird. By the way, the Energizer bunny, um, totally like. Charge up. So obviously something that you got for sending away a bunch <laughs> of Energizer <laughs> proof of purchases. You it, and you had Big It was a really Bird, big stuffed animal, though. And you used to pull Big Bird's string and it would talk. So Big Bird, it was one of the pull string ones. But then. Do you remember what I would do as I got a yes. little older? Yes, and Big Bird, it, started, it broke, but you used to have him bungee jumping off the bedroom door. Right, so like, it had a pole string. I'd like, hold, you know, like suspend it from the pole string and be like, he's bungee jumping. Uh, when we were toilet training you, Uh-oh. I remember there somebody says, you're supposed to take, because we were desperate. I remember somebody says, we well, you're supposed to have the child train a stuffed animal. And then like, so I, some book I had read, some piece of fiction training, <laughs> toilet training your child in like one day. And uh, we took Big Bird and we put him on the toilet. And I said, oh, Big Bird made on the potty. So you said, give him a sticker. And you went off to the other room. You couldn't have been bothered. <laughs> um, I do remember now that we're talking about it, though, like I had, I guess I'm an only child. I had to amuse myself a little bit. But like I would do sort of weird stuff. Not that weird, but like I, there were funny things. Like I remember like Adam was over and we'd play like... Um, we wouldn't play, but, like, after I had outgrown the stuffed animals, but they were still around, we'd, like, I remember we'd, like, freeze action figures in plastic cups and then <laughs> rip off the plastic cups so they were just in a block and be, like, playing Demolition Man. So we were old enough to have seen Demolition <laughs> Man, but young enough to, like, still be doing this stupid stuff. Um, and I also remember, I'm just, like, coming up with, like, weird things I did as a kid now. 
Um, I'll let you tell it though. When I'm sure you remember when we went to see, it was like we used to go to the Paper Mill Playhouse, which is like a play, a playhouse in New Jersey. It's a nice, very nice playhouse. They put on great plays, and I guess on like Saturday afternoons or Sunday every afternoons, Saturday morning they do like a the kid Yates show. Family Players. So we would go to a lot of these kids shows with our friends. And then tell them about the last one we went to. <laughs> and we would go every Saturday morning. We'd go with Randy and mm-hmm. her mom, Anita. And we would go every week to the Yates we family. Every week. Pl- I we going, every I play they every had, week. maybe every week, every year. And they were really very sweet plays. Yeah, it's fun. But I remember fun to do with the last them. one, the villain... It was Babes in Toyland. Babes in Toyland. I guess in the villain said, don't tell anybody where I'm hiding. No, no, no. The good guys said that. The good guys are like, oh, we're yeah. hiding. In oh, the- we're hiding. And don't let the, we, we're hiding. We're hiding in the candy forest. Like, don't tell them. And I just remember the villain came out. He goes, oh, where are they? And Jeffrey, the only voice in the theater, heard, he's over there. <laughs> I said, okay, so much for our theater career. <laughs> That's so so that took care of the Yates family players. <laughs> I would love a videotape of me doing that. I would love oh, to see that. That's and I remember taking you to see Man of La Mancha, and you didn't want to go. I said, no, everybody has to like, see. I was like 14 You were in high man. school, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. and I, for a week I heard about Sancho Pansy. Yeah. Sancho Pansy. Well, Sancho again, Pansy. like just being so, like the exact, I'm sure Man of La Mancha is a fine play. I'm sure it was a fine production of it, but like. As like a 14 or 15 year old boy, I was like not especially interested in seeing Man of La Mancha. <laughs> I at tried. The you tried. I and tried. I'm a theater and art and stuff. I'm sort yes. of. People like listening to this show are like going back over like all the video games and terrible cartoons and TV shows I bring up. What about that's the art I'm into? <laughs> what about like terrible cartoons and stuff that I watched as a kid? What was I into? He Man, Ninja Turtles. Oh, pretty standard. gosh. He Man, all the toys. All the different characters, you know. Were you into the Care Bears? I the remember. Smurfs? I think Care Bears was the first movie I saw in theaters. Is that possible? I don't remember. And Care Bears is a creepy movie because it's got that villain who's like her face is in a book. It's it's creepier than you, you think. Uh, you feel like the Hundred and One Dalmatians. I remember seeing with. Uh, I don't remember, I remember seeing that. that. So I might have predated it. You I don't think all I the Disney like tapes. Bears. I'm trying to think which other ones. Um, Aladdin, you liked Aladdin. Well, yeah, but I was like a little older for Aladdin, <laughs> which is a little embarrassing. I mean, that was like middle school already. I it was like a, I was like thirteen or fourteen, I think. Well, let's see, they came out in like ninety three or ninety four, so it had been like eleven and twelve, and like Aladdin and the Lion King came out in consecutive Mermaid. years. You always be no, I wasn't a Little Mermaid. I remember not like I like the boy Disney movies, like Aladdin L- and Lion, Lion King, King, not we like Little Lion Mermaid King. and Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> I took you no, to see ET. Yeah. When E.T. was like reissued in theaters mm-hmm. and you cried. You were so sad. Oh. You cried when we left the theater and you were crying. You cried. That's a sad day. movie. That's a sad ending. You really cried. Huh. E.T. That's sad. I've, I know. I don't think I've seen E.T. like in 20 years or something. Like I haven't seen it as an adult. Like it might be fun to revisit that. See if, see if it still gets to me. Mm-hmm. What else? I think uh, any, any, anything else? I feel like you did a good job here, mom. You were a little worried. How do you feel it went? Like it went. I hope I didn't bore people. No, you didn't bore anyone. This was great, Mom. This was very special. Um, I don't know what else. I had zero other ideas for a hundredth episode. Um, I'm so glad you could do this with me. This was great. Do you have fun? I was very nice. This was Jeffrey. nice. I'm glad. Do you think Dad's gonna like it? Do you think he'll listen? He'll listen. He'll listen. He'll listen. Do you think your friends will listen? Well, you know, how po- you can did we do say no anything bad about our, uh, did we can say- do no wrong in our eyes. Did we say anything bad about any family members we have to? No. no I think we were pretty good. No. I we- think I said wherever they live about Uncle Michael, but <laughs> other than that, I think we're clear. No, Uncle Michael lives in Maryland, yeah, and, you, yeah. and you, you like his daughters. They of live in Denver, Denver. all three I just of saw them. them. Yeah. We were, when we were out they're there doing good, that show. They're good kids. That was fun. 
Mom, thanks so much for doing this. I don't usually end this show this way, but I love you. Love you more. Thank you. Thanks for doing this, Mom. Okay. <sighs> All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. I know I did. Thank you again, Mom. So, yeah. I know a lot of you guys know this show. You know me uh, because of my work at College Humor. And I am leaving College Humor and going to do some new stuff in L.A. First of all, obviously, like, my time at College Humor was, like, the best time of my life and the most fun I ever had. And I will miss it and uh, everyone there greatly. You know, I said to everyone that I will be trying to convince people for the rest of my life that I was cool by telling them about uh, college humor and the things I did at college humor. And uh, I'm going to miss it. So what does this mean to me, says the very impatient, unsympathetic listener? Uh, Not a whole lot. Unfortunately, bleep loop. This is probably, uh, there's a few more bleep loops in the can that are going to be coming out. Uh, I don't know that I'm going to be doing much more bleep loop in the future. But this podcast uh, will continue. This podcast will continue with a slight change in the schedule. Just the slightest change in the schedule. Uh, I like to make schedule changes on milestone episodes. I think we did it for 50. Uh, I think we did it at 10. Uh, and uh, I'm doing it again on 100. So here's what's going down. The current schedule for this show is that it comes out every week except the first week of the month. There are... Jeez. I gotta get a calendar out. Hold on. All right. There is going to be a new episode of this show next week, the last week of September, and I am going to make an exception to the first week of the month rule so that we can do a podcast on October 1st. It will be the Tuesday after the Breaking Bad finale airs. I don't know if you guys saw this week's episode, but obviously there's going to be a lot to talk about there. You might even say I am planning my entire move across the country around watching and recording a podcast about... The Breaking Bad finale. That's just where I am in life right now. So, podcast this week. You already heard that. (coughs) Podcast next week, actually going to be a very special episode, another very special episode that I'm calling New York Bucket List, where I'm going to get a lot of different friends of the show who live in New York uh, to talk about uh, something I should do, to suggest something I should do in New York before I leave New York. So we're going to be talking a lot about New York next week. Of course, you're going to have uh, regulars like Streeter's going to be there, Pat's going to be there, but also Charlie Todd from Improv Everywhere, Chris Gethard, so that's going to be a lot of fun. That's next week, week after Breaking Bad. After that, I am going on an every other week schedule through the end of the year. This is a temporary situation. I just need to, you know, uh, move out there, get some things together. I am not going to stop doing the podcast. But after the October 1st episode about the Breaking Bad finale, we're going to be going every other week, and there's going to be some great guests in there. We're going to be talking to a romance novel editor. We are going to be talking to one of the extreme cleaners from Hoarders. So lots of fun stuff coming up on an every other week schedule. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to a hundred of these. I'm going to assume that you started at one and uh, you worked your way step by step up to the current point. Uh, it's inc- it, unbelievable to me, and I, 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 it's, I, this has been so much more fun than I thought it would be. And uh, you guys, the listeners, are a large reason why. Uh, thank you to everyone, very sincerely from the bottom of my heart. Thank you to everyone. Uh, that listens to this show. Uh, thank you to everyone that writes me and 
corrects me when I'm wrong and tells me what I missed. I, I love that stuff. I love reading your tweets. Uh, all of it's great. I'm so excited about not 100 more, but 500 more and just doing this forever. Um, it's the best. Thank you guys again. Of course, through all the scheduling madness, you might get a little confused. You might not know when they're coming out. You're saying, Jeff, I, I need to be told when new Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin shows are up. Well, I've got the perfect solution for you. You can follow me on Twitter, where I'm at Jeff Rubin Show. You can follow me on Tumblr, where I am Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin.com. On Facebook, I got a Facebook fan page. On Instagram, I am Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin. Instagram, there's a service that allows a Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin username. Twitter, oh, it's too many characters. And I guess that's it. Jeff Rubin, Jeff Rubin Show.com has all the first 100 episodes for free. Go listen to them, enjoy them. Uh, thank you again, everyone. Thank you to my mom, without whom this show would not exist. And I'll be back next week with the New York Bucket List episode. See you there.